Welcome to NASA Edge. An inside and outside look at all things NASA. Today we're joined by Kevin Doherty from the Temple mission. Now, Kevin, can you first decipher the TEMPO acronym and then tell us a little bit about the mission? Sure. So the, the TEMPO stands for the Tropospheric Emissions Monitoring of Pollution Instrument. Um, it's NASA's Earth Venture number one. Uh, so we're the first of the Earth Venture instruments. And our goal is to put a satellite into or an instrument into orbit that allows us to look at greater North America from a special orbit where we are centered over the same place on the Earth at all times. So we'll be able to see from approximately Puerto Rico up to the tar sands of Canada, and we'll be scanning from east to west once every hour during daylight hours to take a look at the pollution that's being generated in different parts of the country or different parts of the continent and how that transports across the continent. We will be able to see and measure pollution on the scale of about the size of the mall in Washington, D.C. So if you picture that and you think about going all the way from, from east to west, we'll get urban areas and rural areas alike um, and be able to actually fill in the gaps that are missed by most ground-based measurements. Fascinating. Can, now, can you give us an idea of what kinds of pollutants you're actually looking for in Tempa? Sure, some of them are, are ones that you wouldn't necessarily think of, like formaldehyde. Um, but one of the big ones that we're reaching for is ozone. Uh, while we learn in school that you really want ozone at the upper atmosphere to help protect us from the UV rays that are coming from the sun, ozone down here where we live and where we breathe is actually very detrimental to, to human health. So that's just one of the pollution products, but we're gonna actually be looking at a, a, a host of them, at an ever-growing host. Now, Kevin, who is NASA partnering with on this mission? So the, the primary science institution is the Smithsonian Institution. Um, they're actually the ones that will be receiving and analyzing the data and producing the data products for the world to see. Oh, other partners that we have are Barl Aerospace, who built the instrument, Maxar Technologies, who built the spacecraft that we're riding on, and Intelsat is the company that will be operating this communication satellite when it's on orbit. And, and there's one other fact I think about this. Isn't this the first time NASA is flying an instrument on another spacecraft uh, in this position, is that right? It certainly is. It's a new model that we're trying out with Tempo. It's gonna save taxpayers hundreds of millions of dollars to ride on a satellite that a commercial company is already building for themselves, um, instead of having NASA build its own spacecraft for, for this mission in particular. Mm. Awesome. Well, we love hearing about partners. We love hearing about saving money. But speaking of partners, you know, you work with a team, and uh, that reminds me of competition. And as you know, we've worked on various shows together and demonstrated a little bit of competitive uh, nature between us. And this time, for Tempo, I'd like to say that we're finally going to discover who's smarter, who's better, who's the real winner. I think we're going to do that by checking out this brand new competition that should answer that question once and for all. Welcome to Not My Tempo, the show that is all parts air quality and no parts pollution. As usual, we have two contestants on our show. First up is Kevin. He is a Temple subject matter expert who has all the expertise and know-how to put a satellite in orbit. And second is Blair. Of course, we have our eco-friendly, low-carbon footprint panel of experts who will join us on our show today. We will learn more about our distinguished panelists later on in the show. Gentlemen, 
The panel will partner with you on today's challenge. Each of you will be given a word that may or may not be a gas or air anomaly that Temple will test for. You will have 10 seconds to extract your word from the panel with your supplied clues. For instance, if I were to say gaseous H2O, the panel would say... Water vapor. That is correct, and a point will go on the board. If the clue is not a part of a tempo mission, the contestant should say... Not my tempo. That's right. Sounds like you guys have played this game before. <laughs> Remember, you cannot say the word or part of the word in your clue. Let's get started. Kevin, your first word is... 10 seconds on the clock, and go. Although very beneficial in the upper atmosphere, this gas is harmful to humans down at the surface. Ozone. That is correct. One point for Kevin. That's a great start. Blair, you're next up. Your word is... Wait, it's just a word? And go. Uh, can someone use this in a sentence? Not nitrogen dioxide. Uh, come on, Blair. Help us out. Tick-tock, you're on the uh, clock. Country or place of origin or planet? I mean, is this Klingon? Oh, I'm sorry, Blair. Your word was chlorodifluoromethane. Perhaps you got a little flustrated. No points for Blair. Is flustrated even a word? We'll be right back. We're back, and joining us now, we have the principal investigator, uh, Kelly Chance, with us, and we also have Dave Flitner from NASA joining us. Thanks for being on the show, guys. You're very welcome. Kevin did a great job in our last segment talking about what tempo is very broadly, mm -hmm. but I understand the science really started with you on this mission. So, Kelly, tell us a little bit about the origin of the tempo mission. Okay, well, the origin goes back uh, to 1985. And it wasn't just with me, it was colleagues from Europe who proposed a small satellite instrument that would do these kinds of measurements, but you would do them with a more limited range of wavelengths and you would do them only once a day over most places in the world and, and even that at very, very coarse spatial resolution. And, and there have been a whole series of those, some wonderful successes too. Tempo seemed to be an, an obvious idea to to try and concentrate here. So Tempo will now measure Mexico, Canada, US, Atlantic, Pacific, every daylight hour. Well, considering that unprecedented look we'll be taking at North America, Dave, I'm wondering, was, was NASA able to bring to bear some uh, expertise in this area as we're working together on Tempo? Uh, yes, most definitely. Certainly from just developing the instrumentation side, but also the science behind it. Also leveraging at the same time with the scientific instrument on a platform that isn't necessarily a place that NASA goes, a geostationary orbit. They don't typically have that in their fleet, but there's plenty of communication satellites there. And so maybe we could use a partnership there, um, use space available on a satellite that's already there. So kind of this hosted payload concept. Yes. And yeah. so NASA had already been looking at that kind of paradigm, which is much different from what is typically been done, as Kelly mentioned, the low Earth orbit stuff. 
Well, I, to me, it's just interesting to see the pe- partnership, the science that, that Kelly's talking about and the opportunity of NASA working on finding that space to observe from. This seems like a dream team for looking at pollution. I'm done. And, and so, Kelly, I'm wondering, as we think about uh, what Tempo will be looking at, what are some of the pollutants that we hope to be able to study or see with Tempo? Well, the molecules of ozone first, nitrogen dioxide, uh, halogen oxide, bromine oxide, iodine oxide, water vapor, formaldehyde, and I'm always missing one or two. Bromine? Oh, that was one of the halogen oxides. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Yes. Oxide. I, I'm, I'm trying to impress you guys. That, 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 I'm not doing a good job, but, but... That is one of them. <laughs> Thanks. That, that is one. So we had many years of experience in sort of pulling these out of the weeds in the, in the uh, spectra that we would take with with the other satellites, the low Earth or satellites. So we had a real head start. So, so Dave, from a NASA standpoint, what's the challenge of, of taking these scientific opportunities and working with the spacecraft and actually getting data that can make its way to, you know, all the end users that are interested in the data? There's, there's many challenges, um, but I guess Tempo brought on some other challenges that aren't standard in the way NASA has done missions, and that's trying to work with a commercial partner for the spacecraft, trying to work within their standard practices, not disrupting their model and the way they do things. They're very good at what they do. They have a niche. This would be another avenue to allow NASA missions of science interest in places that we don't typically go to or maybe lower cost. Mm. Overall, we're not buying the whole bus, we're just buying a ticket on that bus. Could I be an early adopter? Could, do you, do, I mean, I, I'm very interested in, in looking at some of this data. I may not understand it, but, okay. but is it really conceivable that someone like myself, if I wanted to, inspired by Kelly's science here, I want to go look to the, at the data. I don't know how to understand it, but I could sort of be a part of this and... Yes, you could be. Yes, um, it's publicly available. There isn't any cost that you have to pay for Even the data. I mean, in a sense, you have paid for it by paying your taxes and yeah, so it's open to the public and beyond. Awesome, well, my goal is to be on the list of people that receive the data. That would be Kelly and then Blair and then the rest of the science <laughs> community. We'll see what happens, but thanks so much for being on the show. Okay. We're gonna take a quick break and when we come back, more on the science and operation of Tempo. Welcome back to round two of Not My Tempo. First, let's get to know some more about our panelists. Crystal and Eric have been on the show before. Thanks for joining us again. But new today are Donna, a heliophysicist from Sunspot, New Mexico. Thanks for joining us. And Lauren, a chemical engineer and mixologist from Piscataway, New Jersey. And finally, we have Steven, a theoretical seismologist from Cleveland, Ohio. Thank you all for joining us today. Let's get started on round two. Kevin, your word will be... Animal specimen are preserved in this. Formaldehyde. And just like that, two points on the board for Kevin. Great job, team. Now, Blair, let's see what you can do. Your word is... Is this the same word as last time? And go. Uh, 
Did someone just lean on the keyboard? This is... Blair, time is not on your side. Words it in with methane. Azomethane. Biogenic methane. Spin the wheel of methane. It's like 70 methane. Oh, I'm sorry, Blair, but you can't use the answer in part of your clue. I believe we went over that extensively at the top of the show. The word was dichlorofluorofluorofluorofluorofluorofluorofluorofluorofluorofluorofluorofluorofluorofluorofluorofluorofluorofluorofluorofluorofluorofluorofluorofluorofluorofluorofluorofluorofluorofluorofluorofluor
at higher levels of integration for a variety of reasons. Uh, but we are making sure that the instrument works as it goes through the integration process and there is a final functional test at the launch site before the launch vehicle is ignited. Now, will you be uh, participating in launch activities uh, for Tempo? There will certainly be a role uh, for me to fulfill, I imagine, uh, at the launch site. Awesome. And how about, how about you, Sandy? Are you, are you going to be there for the launch? Yes, yes. And I will be paying the bill. <laughs> and what, very important process. Yes. <laughs> and, uh, well, uh, thank you guys for being on the show. Uh, we have to pay bills, too, so we're going to take a quick break. Perfect. And we'll be back with more Tempo in a minute. Okay, we're down to our final round. And in this round, points will be doubled. And remember, all contestants with two or more points advance to the lightning round where coffee and snacks will be supplied. Okay, Kevin, you're up. Woo! Your next word is a tough one. And it is... Oh, C2H2O2. <laughs> wow, that's incredible. That was a record time in getting that answer. I've never seen anything like it. Blair? Let's see what you can do to match it. Your word is? Finally. Ready? Totally. And go. Its atomic number is one. It's easy. It's H. If you get cut, you put blank peroxide on it. Hydrogen? Hydrogen. Yes, like the Hindenburg, but different. Oh, I'm sorry, Blair. Hydrogen is your word, but as we all know, it is not a gas that is measured by tempo. I'm sorry, but no points for you. Kevin is our undisputed winner for today. Thanks to the panel for joining us on today's challenge, and we'll see you next time on Not My Tempo. Joining us now are Raid Suleiman and Robert Neese, and you guys are what I like to call the operations team for Tempo. And so I want to talk about this process of what happens once the data comes from the spacecraft and makes its way down to the ground station. So, Raid, could you tell us about the process of operations once we get started with Tempo? Sure. So for the operation in the ground system on our side, we have two pieces. We have the Instrument Operation Center, the IUC, and the Science Data Processing Center. So the Instrument Operation Center, the IUC, that's what actually receives the data from the spacecraft to the ground station to us. It basically splits in, you know, time order, it cleans it up, the raw data to level zero, and piped it to the Science Data Processing Center where all of the data products goes from level one, level two, level three data products. This is a very important system to get this to you and process that data. But you worked with NASA, right, Robert, to actually make this pipeline possible. Talk about how this came about. Okay, well, I'll, I'll start at that end. So the IOC does the commanding and the communicating with what we call the host ground system. So we have bought a ride on a commercial satellite, it's a communication satellite, and Tempo just sits on that and stares down and scans the Earth. And so we have to use their system to bring the data down to the ground and it passes through their ground system. And the IOC is very automated so that it picks up that data automatic and it will just constantly pick it up. And it comes down at a high rate and it, uh, the, the host ground system accumulates three-minute chunks of data, puts them in files, puts them on a server, 
they pick it up and do all this processing that has been described to you. And the IOC communicates to the SDPC, passes on the science data, sorts out the health and status data, and monitors the instrument and that kind of thing. So in terms of getting all this to work together, they were out ahead of um, acquiring a host. So before we knew whose satellite it would be or whose ground system it would be that we would deal with, they're developing their ground system already. So one of the things they had to do was to plan it so that they could interface with someone where they might not know exactly what they were going to get. Wow. So when we did get a host lined up and all of that, we started to resolve the problems of communicating to them what our interface would look like and what we might, and understanding what we might have to change to work with them. Yeah, it's, it's actually kind of an interesting uh, a path that you have to take to do these things, because I, as I understand also, uh, Ray, that um, Kelly and the science team and you and the science team have an opportunity to look at specific areas. So you have the general parameters and data that you're gathering for the mission, but you have this ability uh, to do these special observations, and that requires you to communicate with the spacecraft. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, the idea we want to, we, our, our mission is going to be quarter of it covering these special observations. 25% of our data will be within the special observation. So now we generate the commands that's similar to the commands where we will cover the whole full field of regard for one hour. However, it's only looking at this specific region. And you work with that science team to identify the time and place to do that. Correct, and that will be predetermined because you will you will know about these campaigns in ample time. However, there are events that happen that we don't know about. It. You can't schedule a, a fire, a wildfire. Obviously, you can't schedule when Mount Helen volcano will explode sure. or something. So sure. the idea of something like this happening, you want to be able to react to it and generate kind of or do the same observation to look at the same area of interest. You see, the, the science team, this is where they get excited, doing <laughs> these special observations, because it's when they get to be creative, you know, uh, the, the routine collection of data, which is 75% of the time, will give them a large database to start from. But this is where they can team up with other scientists, groups that are doing different research, and there will be people approaching them they already have that have ideas how they can use the tempo data, and these guys get on board with that. I bet that 25% is going to fill up really quickly. It is. It will <laughs> fill up pretty quickly. And there are significant things you would be interested in doing. Yeah, sure. Uh, within the, you know, the whole our observation window, the whole field of regard. I tell you what, it sounds like, from my perspective, there's going to be a lot of exciting data and uh, and especially for this 25%, I might try to get in on one of those uh, Absolutely, uh, Absolutely, yes. Well, thanks so much, guys, for being on the show. We're looking forward to successful launch and lots of data from Tempo. We are, too. We are, too, and thank you for having us. You're watching NASA Edge, an inside and outside look at all things NASA. You'll be in the lightning round next time. Yeah. Yeah. Glad to have won. Yeah, you were uh, flawless. Flawless victory. Not here. The word is not even in the dictionary. In the dictionary. <laughs> <laughs>